UCLA finally announced who's going to replace Ivo Samovich and then some when it comes to all their coaching changes. What's coming up for UCLA Bruins basketball? A lot of good times. Who is the new staff? We'll talk about it coming up next on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA Podcast. I'm Zach Anderson, the Oxhammer, your host. Thanks for making news. Your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe, and become an everyday listener, because if you're an everydayer, you're going to get the latest on UCLA hoops, football news, fall camps around the corner. We will touch on that coming up soon in the second segment and all that in between. So here we are talking Locked On UCLA, men's basketball for the Bruins Mick Cronin teased this prior to the weekend that August 1st was going to be the day that UCLA would announce the roles of new assistant coaches. Talked about how the new rule went into effect for college basketball, how you can add more assistant coaches, but they can't be involved in off-campus recruiting. They can only help in skill instruction on campus with two, up to two additional basketball coaches but that rule, which became in effect in July 1st of 2023, the Bruins finally announced who their coaches were. So officially filling in the role for Ivo Samovich as the assistant coach on the staff technically is the promotion of Nate Georgeton, who's been on the staff since 2019 with uh, UCLA. He's been there for four seasons. Georgeton, who has been gone from the director of student athlete development has been elevated to the role of assistant coach has been a video coordinator and has grown his way into a much bigger role for UCLA despite all this you know all the chaos COVID everything in between Mick Cronin found the fact that hey he said Nate is a 24-7 worker who has great communication skills and loves to coach and recruit and we need his youth passion and drive on the recruiting front he earned this promotion, and I believe in him. So that was the quote from Mick Cronin given in the UCLA release. Nice to see that the Bruins added and elevated Nate Georgeton to replace Samovich. But the player, the coach, excuse me, who is going to take over and oversee this recruiting overseas, the international recruiting, is Yogi Jovanovic, who's taking over for Ivo Samovich. Yogi will serve as an assistant coach and the director of international recruiting, which can help make Cronin kind of pinpoint things, work as a campus head in terms of focusing how to get guys in from overseas, how to develop everything and make sure everything goes right in case UCLA decides to bring in a whole team of international recruits in 24 to 25. Because in 23 to 24, UCLA's already got four freshman European recruits coming in with Adai Mara, Berke Boyan Tunchel, You've got Jan Vide and Ilan Fible all coming in. That's where Mick Cronin talks about, we're going to have this international coach. We have to. But he promotes Georgeston, brings in Yogi Jovanovic, who is just coming from DePaul in the most recent years, has had stops at UT Arlington, SMU for a couple of years, the director of international recruiting. And this is the part where Mick Cronin is proving to the rest of us, hey, I'm still going deeper into our international recruiting. This is what McCornan said. I am excited to add Yogi. 
to head up our international recruiting and help mentor our current roster of diverse backgrounds. He comes highly recommended by people who I trust and respect, including, including Ivo Samovich. So if you figured Mick Cronin hadn't made his connections, even helped out by Ivo Samovich, who had le- who's left to go on and coach the Toronto Raptors, and already Mick Cronin, who talked on the Petros and Money Show about how he went overseas, and I believe, what, September of last year, going and getting his feet in the ground and learning different things about international recruiting, talks about the importance of it. I talked about it recently in the most recent Locked On UCLA episode, or one of the few, where he realizes, hey, the AAU days, the, the summer ball days, it's different coaching these international guys who have a greater understanding for the game, moving, passing, that he's got to break out of this AAU mold of these current domestic products that UCLA is trying to bring in, even if they're five-star guys, even if they're developmental guys that the Bruins have in their roster. That's why you bring in Jovanovic, who can help be that director while staying at campus, but also help kind of facilitate as the the on-staff member, all the international guys on the roster where he's worked with Larry Brown over at SMU and says he's a perfect fit for our staff and our style, and he's crossed paths many times with Yogi Samovic. So we'll see how that all plays out. He hails from Serbia. He's had the three stops, as I mentioned, at Arlington, UT Arlington, DePaul, and SMU, and most recently was the assistant to the head coach at UT Arlington in the most recent year. It was actually just with DePaul, too. So a couple of those spots in a long stint at SMU for the replacement for Samovich in Yogi Jovanovic. Then you've got Brendan Taylor, who actually comes with a degree from USC, was at Santa Clara as a player, was uh, finished his career at Bushnell College, and is someone who is just a grad assistant on the staff in St. John's in New York for a couple of seasons, bounced around, played professionally out in Germany, was an assistant for uh, SoCal High School Providence, and has now found himself on the staff for UCLA is one of these guys that can be those developmental coaches that you can add to your coaching staff. And Mick Cronin, and if you're a power five, if you're UCLA, you've got the power, you've got the money, you've got it all to make every single coaching position possible that can be filled. Whether it be video coordinators, on-call you know, on director of international recruiting operations, which isn't the official title of Jovanovic, it's director of international recruiting, who can help bring these new guys together, mix in all the freshmen. And you've got a lot of coaches in there, not exactly a one-to-one or two-player-to-one ratio. I'm not going to do the math right now. But you've got this staff that expands and a lot of new pieces for UCLA. Seven freshmen, three coaches either coming to the program or elevating into a new role like Georgetown is with Brendan Taylor, with Yogi Jovanovic, and with what we expect to be a very, very nearby release in the near future, where you're going to see Mara and Buyan Tunchel to come to UCLA in official announcements with Mick Cronin already teased to come this week. They figured you can't just announce all the coaches and all the players one day. You've got to get everybody hyped and build it up. It's going to be a very new-look UCLA team, new-look UCLA program in the sense that, as I've discussed all summer, the Bruins are building something, and they're either ahead of the curve, they're doing something completely different, and it's going to lead to some success. It might not lead to immediate success, yet here they are looking to do something 
different than what they've done, almost what they've done in the entirety of UCLA men's basketball. That's been a storied, long tradition as the Bruins look to break this long drought without a championship. McCronin has high, has a lot of confidence in this philosophy, in this strategy, in this game planning. And despite losing a coach, a key cog in this new strategy they built almost a year ago when they hired Ivo Samovich, pinpointing the importance of international recruiting, now we're going to start to see these guys build on tape. They're going to build in the next couple of weeks, going to Spain for these overseas trips, and we'll see how this team all gels together by the time they officially bring in Mara and by the time they bring in the likes of Boyan Tunchel, these guys who are waiting to be officially announced as UCLA Bruins. But the new coaches or new roles or Nate Georgeton, who replaces Samovich's assistant role spot as a promotion for him, Yogi Jovanovic, who takes the international recruiting role, and then Brendan Taylor, who can be a developmental player coach but not recruit off-campus, similar to Jovanovic, but he is someone who can direct the international recruiting side of things. So that's all important for UCLA. Lots of different backgrounds, a lot of new pieces, still some for, you know some longtime figureheads with Mick Cronin, with Savino, and everything in between next to Cronin. But here they are taking advantage of the new council vote of bringing in two extra coaches, assistant coaches, and growing this staff as much as possible to give as many voices, as many veteran former players, coaches, longtime coaches to get the right ears, the right voices in these players. You're going to see the traveling parties for especially UCLA and SC grow immensely. Staffs will be much bigger, mental health specialists, uh, nutritionists. This is only the beginning of all these extra positions that will be added to just the traveling roster, traveling team for UCLA men's basketball, all the other sports included. Men's basketball is just doing the first with the staff. Now you've got a lot more things that will be added on soon for UCLA. It will be there. It will be the players that we're waiting on. All the big excitement we've talked about all summer. 23-24. Basketball starts in a little over three months. How crazy is that? After all this wait, we're just about three months away from the next college basketball season. I know college football is around the corner, which is why with fall camp literally starting fairly, fairly soon, right? August 2nd for UCLA. Fall camp right there. The big quarterback battle is the talk of the town. But we're going to fill, focus on the defensive side of things because the Bruins can cycle in a couple of quarterbacks who they can still score points with in the Chip Kelly scheme. How does the defense look with a new defensive coordinator, some newer players trying to shift things and build momentum into the next season? All that and more coming up next on Locked On UCLA. But first, I'm going to tell you more about eBay Motors because with all these new pieces Mick Cronin's bringing in, Chip Kelly's bringing in, football, basketball, if you're a championship team, you've got to make sure every player is a perfect fit. Mick Cronin is about to announce a couple of new players for UCLA men's basketball. But when you're thinking about your own vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. And every time you go to get parts and accessories, you should head already. And if you haven't already, go to eBay Motors. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because in sports, confidence is the name of the game, just like you need with your vehicle. All you have to do is when you shop on eBay Motors, try and bring a win with the right parts guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 
eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply. Exclusions apply. Second segment of Locked On UCLA podcast. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer with you guys is, hey, we're just looking for some Bruin football to start, right? It's just around the corner. And a lot of the talk will center around this dynamic quarterback battle that you're all we're all waiting for it to commence officially in the fall camp. Who's Chip Kelly leaning that we don't really know? Who is he going to give the nod to for week one when they play Coastal Carolina on September 2nd? It'll be a month until game day, and the Bruins have all these different chances to see which quarterback will separate themselves. But until then, we're going to talk about the defense because UCLA's defense is very, very vital, extremely important to their success coming up this year. And some numbers you have to think about for Chip Kelly. In the five years he's coached at UCLA, the defense has never been over, has been higher in total defense than the top 69, top 70 in the country. They've been 88th in pass defense, 73rd in scoring defense. And they've mostly been raked outside the top 100 in various categories for total defense, passing defense, scoring defense. So can the Bruins try and do this and get to that 10-win plateau, that building block, that first step into becoming a winning program with a program-altering move to the Big Ten coming in a year from now in 2024? How can they do this in what could very likely be the last year of the Pac-12 Overall, as a relevant conference in UCLA's last year as the Pac-12, looking to win their first conference title and last time they were really competing for a conference title since the late 1990s. I know they've been in the Pac-12 title game and all that in the Jim Mora era, but Chip Kelly wants to take that for himself. It's up to his defense. You've got Danton Lynn, who's got the highest paid, who's got the highest salary for a defensive coordinator in UCLA history. You can talk inflation and all those numbers, but they're giving a first-time, first-year defensive coordinator a lot of incentives. Get in that top 50. Help us get in all these key categories with incentives and bonuses built in if the Bruins can get there with this aggressive mindset that Danton Lynn is trying to bring in from his NFL background, almost a decade, a decade's worth of experience that he's brought from his very short playing career and his vast NFL coaching career so far as the son of former Chargers coach Anthony Lynn. So who are some guys that we may have forgotten about UCLA brought in? I know there's the lot twos. You've got all the exciting players already. You're waiting for John John Bonds to come back. You've got Davies. You've got all these exciting players, right, who you expect to be very, very, very important for UCLA in their football secondary in the upcoming year for UCLA. So what can UCLA grow in with who they brought in? We can't forget that this is their freshman class. They brought in Trey Edwards from Modern Day Catholic. You brought in Donovan Palat, a couple of linebackers there. RJ Jones from Bosco, Grant Bucky from Bakersfield, Ty Lee from Bosco. You've got Solomone Malafu over from Hawaii, another linebacker. So they brought in a lot of guys. Zeke Thomas, the Cabrillo College transfer, 6'4", safety, someone who could really be an important grab for UCLA's class of 23. But the portal, UCLA attacked three separate positions. And what I talked about was UCLA needing some help linebacking-wise and in the secondary, where the Bruins addressed that, at least in a couple of transfer portal gets, getting Jordan Anderson coming over from Bowling Green, who, if you remember, the Bruins played in a week one of last year, in the 
extreme, extreme heat wave to start the season. You've got Jordan Anderson, who was a four-star transfer product, the Bruins grab, and they expect him to do big things. So you've got him and then Oluwafemi Oladejo, Femi Oladejo, who, remember, had a lot of tackles, double-digit plus tackles against UCLA. Chip Kelly has already said, hey, I watched him play against us and said, hey, what's he doing? He's in the portal. We got to have him. Femi Oladejo from Cal, who might be an underrated 6'3 linebacker and three-star product in the portal. He's a guy, multiple years of eligibility, that could really bulk up this linebacking core with Ken Norton Jr., and I know the Bruins are building with commits in 2024 and beyond, having just flipped Jameer Benjamin and just flipping and getting more linebackers and guys in the secondary for 2024 and beyond. You can't forget Keanu Williams from Oregon flipping and coming to UCLA. Jake Heimlicher, the grad transfer, D-lineman, edge rusher, who is 6'4 from Penn, moving from FCS to FBS. The Bruins tried to address it in the portal. I'm not entirely sure they can really revamp their defense and I'm not entirely sure how much they're going to change and build from last year's schemes to this year's schemes. And what, what's the whole change going for Danton Lynn in his first year as a coordinator? Well, maybe it's that mindset you've got to change. Maybe it's just a mental game first before you really get to the X's and O's. Play fast, play hard, euphemisms, cliches. But for some reason, when you give those to players on the field, play fast. Let's not do this bend but don't break defense that Chip Kelly has had for quite some time, right? Let's break them. Let's not let them cross the 50-yard line. If they do, don't let them get past the 40 and not let them get deeper into our red zone where the Bruins down the stretch were very bad at stopping teams from scoring once they reach the red zone. And I know Chip Kelly can score points. We all know that offensively. It's an important part to his coaching philosophy. But can the Bruins with these new guys, the Oladejos, all that, Combined with the Leatu Latus, the Vons, all some key secondary guys, some key guys in the secondary who can make some plays and have made some plays last year, but the Bruins didn't really bring in help truly in the for the DB room other than Anderson coming over and the Cabrillo College transfer in Zeke Thomas. How much can that overhaul the room or the Bruins holding on to a lack of depth defensively to just maybe scrap by, use the brain power? the knowledge of Danton Lynn, the game plan, and overcome what could be their weakness on defense or overall weaknesses on defense. Game plan, play well, use the youth and the experience of their new D coordinator, and become an exciting team that does not get give up a lot of points to Grayson Nicole, the three-time conference player of the year, Sunbelt conference player of the year coming in week one. The Bruins have to be ready to play defensively. No mistakes. Otherwise, that could be a high-scoring thriller that we do not want in the Rose Bowl and what should be a steamy one in early September. So th those are all things that the Bruins are looking to answer. Can the Bruins not be one of the worst teams in passing defense? Which, if you look in, regardless of the numbers from Chip Kelly in his years at UCLA, those numbers have been very bad overall again and again. And we hope they continue to trend upward as they did last year. And now they're going to take it the next step, the next leaps and bounds from this last season to this season with a couple of new casting characters, maybe the portal works with the Andersons of the world, and maybe they got to wait to the next year when they start building. They've been recruiting all the linebackers and DBs and D-linemen and everything in between, and the O-linemen as well. 
This is the time when they can put in a lot more principles from spring practice to fall camp, and these players will jump out with the opportunity to win spots for week one. It'll be a fun one. We'll see what happens. If the Bruins are near the top 50, they could very well compete for a Pac-12 title. If their defense is near one of the top 50 best defenses, total defense in the country at the FBS level, this team can be very sneaky, very scary, and will shock a lot of people. Now, can, we, can they prove that on paper? Can they prove that not from on paper but in the game? That remains to be seen. So we'll get excited and all that in between. We'll have a very brief, short segment, celebratory, if you will. We'll come back and rock and roll here on Locked On UCLA. Well, wrapping things up here in the Locked On UCLA podcast, talking UCLA hoops, which is why you've got to become an everyday or an everyday listener for the podcast because, hey, UCLA hoops, they're going to have more info. They're going on that trip. You're going to want to stay up to date with the news, thoughts, analysis. We've got you covered on Locked On UCLA. Fall camp is starting for the Bruins. So you're going to want to stay here for this epic quarterback battle and stay tuned for the next episodes of Locked On UCLA when we start to touch a little bit more on the quarterback battles. Who might be standing out in fall camp? Who's going to be the big guy on campus once the Bruins announce these new guys coming in for their roster, completely filling out their team in the best way possible with a whole new outlook for McCronin? Become an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast, and thank you for your subscription and your support. And speaking of support, man, it's been a full year since Locked On UCLA has been relaunched, rebranded from Locked On Bruins to Locked On UCLA. So I just want to thank you if you've been listening, if you've been watching, off and on, on and on, every episode, every minute of every, every episode. It's been a year since we relaunched it. August 1st was when the first episode was relaunched. So we thank you for listening and tuning in. I thank you for your support. And even if you don't like me, if you like me, whatever it is, you want to roast in the comments, dislike, I still thank you for everything in between. So it'll be a fun time. And the move to the Big Ten is coming just around the corner. We'll have a lot of fun in this last year of the Pac-12, kind of bring up some nostalgia, trying to anger some folks with some good winning years to leave the Pac-12 with some good brewing memories and some bitter tastes in their mouth as the conference begins to crumble. We saw the rumors of the Pac-12 going after an Apple streaming deal, and the Bruins are getting so much more money in their Big Ten media rights deal with more exposure, primetime games, some bigger atmospheres to play in the big house. You go play at the Horseshoe, all sorts of fun places to play in terms of bucket list college football game day experiences. And all that's going to come to UCLA and the Rose Bowl with all these teams coming. So thank you for the, you know, what is now the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the relaunch of this podcast with me as the host. So thank you very much. You're going to want to stay with us and enjoy a lot of UCLA content. So stay with us. Thank you very much. We'll grow. We'll talk more recruiting. We'll dive in a bit deeper over this next year. And hey, if you got some suggestions for comments or for topics and everything you want me to talk about, hit it in the comment section, and I'll, I'll try and touch on it in episodes moving forward. Whether it's a segment, a full show, a full comment, a roast, a toast, maybe a boast, it's all good. We're living on the West Coast. All right, in the meantime, I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. Getting your hands up. Eight clap time, baby. Time to sign off as it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.